What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. All right, folks, starting off with some big news. It is 2022 and Jesse Gibson is here. That's what I just said to him off air. I don't know why, but I don't understand that. Jesse, take it. Um, I came into this meeting today, this meeting podcast, um, not knowing how I was going to make it. I had a massage massage this morning and I got to tell you as one who's had a few massages since uh, the last few years, first time in the last few years, man or woman has never had woman. I I would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm out. There's no, never had a massage though. Right. There is no scenario. There's no person I could have given me a massage that I'd be comfortable. I don't want to continue the massage conversation any, any more than this other than Guys, if you haven't had a massage, like it changes your life. That's it. That's all I got to say. Now I'm excited to be here because we just got done with the SGC interview with Peter Steinberg. And I was worried what that interview was going to be. If we were going to be like too fluff or anything like that, it starts with a fluff and it ends with a bang. I told him specifically two things I hated about his company. I think he took it well though. That's now that I'm thinking about the word choice I just made was not great. Um, it's okay. Um, I didn't notice it. So it wasn't that good. bad. Okay. I'm glad you felt good this morning. I was a little irritated with you this morning for not getting back to me and Ronick in a timely manner. I didn't oh think my go goodness. over some show content, called you at nine 30, texted you two hours you later. Called me. I don't have a missed call from you. Called you multiple text messages. You're a liar, but bro. we're here now. Oh my so, goodness. You know what? It's time for. I'm so excited to go to Atlanta. The Rundown. There you go. Guys, we have some interesting things to talk about today, including, <laughs> no, I have, I don't know about you. I've got definitely interesting things. God. NBA notes. Mike has a few things he wants to talk about, including some Zion news, little uh, okay. New York news, things like get that. It. NBA notes. I'm teasing it, bro. You're teasing me. <laughs> what does that, what does that mean? Even mean? <laughs> Prism NFL packs coming out. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Release and some calendar. real product. Yes. Yep. Uh, for Monday. Oh, actually we're going to do something we were going to share yeah. later on, but we're going to share it today. Cause we don't care about rules. Um, MLB news. And then SGC, Peter Steinberg already alluded to it. Great interview. You're in store for a treat. She thought it went well. Yeah. Ending with your mailbag. And with that in mind, let's go He's ahead. He's reaching. There we go. Here's the thing. I need Get it to first try, adjust though. everything so that this is always on the first screen, so I don't ever Get have a first to try. wait. Go. Big picture. Guys, that was first try. Jesse's on the roll. Did not mess up. Uh, I tell you what, because the SGC interview went like 25 to 30 minutes, I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut a lot of these other segments. Great. There's a couple NBA notes, I think, are noteworthy events that came out in the past few days, past week. First of all, Zion Williamson has not made any contact with CJ McCollum. JJ Redick was like, yeah, that's kind of a scummy move. You reach out to your teammates. The fact that he's totally detached now, there is this overwhelming sentiment. He is not going to play a game this season for the Pelicans. Well, there's already talk of him wanting to leave the Pelicans, isn't there? There was. This is now, to me, a little bit more substantial, plus maybe the second surgery. I would say if you are holding Zion like me, you can, one of two choices. Kill yourself? 
<laughs> that's too far. <laughs> that's too far. Do you? Oh, you I know we haven't done in a while. We haven't done a mental health day in a while. I could do that soon. Talk about my feelings. <laughs> oh, are you needing one, bro? We'll talk about it. I'm no, I haven't you. actually been doing all right. I'm here for you. That if you say that again, I'll come. <laughs> um, you either sell it all right now because it is going nowhere but down at this point. Uh, or you just like I'm going to do, you just throw it in that other boxes in your closet that you never ever look at. Yep. These cards will not be coming to the Atlanta card show with us. Just forget about it and don't worry. If you don't need the cash, I think that's because I still think there's enough talent there and enough hype, and he is explosive offensively enough to still come back and like have something crazy happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't know when that happens. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. The other note, and people probably saw probably saw me doing this last night on social media, trying to buy Kyrie stuff. Looks like the vaccine mandate for New York residents, New Jersey, New York, wherever yep. they play, may be lifted. So Kyrie may be able to start playing home games. That's a game changer. Interesting. If you can get Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant on the floor. Were you able to make any purchases? I got offered one. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I got offered six 9.5 BGS Gem Mint Prism base cards at 185 bucks a piece. Rounded it down right to 1100 I have not gotten back with Jeremiah about that deal yet. I'm on the fence. Not a lot of comps. That's a Prism card. The okay. pop's only like 600 because oh, it's 2012. 2012, okay. So I'm thinking about it because I still think the Nets are the best team. I think there's just enough time left in the year for those three to get on the court, find a little bit of a groove, sneak mm -hmm. into the five, six seed, whatever. Um, but huge potential Kyrie news. Okay. That would be exciting to see, uh, especially with the whole fact that so many people I've at least read about seem to hold out a lot of respect. Don't look at what my hand's doing, bro. I hold out a lot of respect for Kyrie, but the fact that he has not been playing because of, you know, the, the COVID He's not vaccinated. Thing, the, yeah. That, that's Simple. where it's like, I, I, and I hesitate to even say anything about it because I don't know, like if we're going to be judged for even talking about COVID. Um, but I do question no matter if he comes back or not, is he already done too much damage to himself socially, like social media and, all that kind of thing. Yeah, if he starts scoring in the playoffs, I think everybody forgets nobody about ever, everything else. Yeah, nobody yeah. cares. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cut some of these other things. One one thing I did want to mention, tomorrow, we finally are going to start seeing, at least consistently over the next month, some 2021 NBA stuff released. So the Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Mobley, Kaminga, that class in pro uniform. So tomorrow you've got Don Russ coming out, which is a, a fully pro uniform licensed product. Don Russ Choice releases next week. Two weeks after that, so the third, uh, the eleventh of March, you've got Origins. The twenty fifth of March, you've got Contenders. I think it's interesting timing too. I mean, not too long after Contenders, we're going to be in the playoffs. So I, I think it's nice to finally start to see a a steady stream of actual pro twenty twenty one uniform rookie stuff. Um, Having mm. said that, the one guy I think is the most intriguing to me at this point is Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, I like him. He's a Warriors, right? He is a Warrior. Yep. Oh, man, the dude, so stats for the season, not overly impressive. For the past month, though, and just the way the dude runs a court, yeah. the Warriors, I think, are going to win at least a round, if not two rounds. I think he is the one who has the most impact in the postseason, which is, which is very important because a lot of these other guys, Mobley will be in the postseason as well. I don't trust the Cavs to win. But Kaminga is the one guy I think would be on a team that is still very playoff relevant past the first round who you could see a crazy spike in pricing because who else are you chasing? And the timing could be perfect. All of a sudden, every week we're having pro uniform and uh, NBA stuff released. I'll be interested in Atlanta if that is the take as well. Like if there's a lot of Kaminga or any Mobley, any other rookies that are, are going off. There's nothing to get, though. That's the tough thing. Like in Atlanta this weekend, there's, they don't have any pro uniform stuff hardly at all. 
So what do you buy? That's what I'm saying. It like, to now. That's why when guys talk huh. about why don't you talk about the hobby this year in basketball? Yeah. What are we supposed to talk about? College uniform stuff that's been out for a month. There's been nothing. That's a solid point, which really makes you wonder, are we about to see a nice spike in NBA just because of the timing of everything? It's like almost perfect with product coming out (laughs) product coming out and the fact that they're going into playoffs and there's no other NFL's out, MLB's out. This could be exciting. I'm excited. I want to see what happens. Do you know who who that band was? I've never heard that song. Greatest band. Many would tell you the greatest rock band of all time. (laughs) Robert Plant. Many. Robert Plant is the singer. He's. Um, they also sang "Stairway to Heaven." Led Zeppelin. Look at this guy. You, Led Zeppelin. I'll do that all day. <laughs> I'll do that, and we'll go. If you get to do that, I get to send, send, sing Disney songs. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> Perfect. But that, yeah, that's what I think is interesting. Speaking of Atlanta, I was going to get more into this too. Hot Atlanta. Hot. It's not going to be that hot, thankfully. That's good. Trey Young. They're in the play-in round. I, I I am not overly high on the Hawks, although I wasn't last year either. I'm starting to wonder if he is a guy, his pricing, we'll go over, leave, make a note on line five of our sheets, please. Mm-hmm. I actually want to get into line five and six in more detail. I want to talk about the Cavs trio, Mobley, Sexton, and Darius Garland. But I also want to talk about Trey Young a little bit more too. After this weekend too would be even better. We can do kind of a deeper dive on pricing. Okay. I'm kind of curious if that's not a good buying opportunity just because of how exciting he can be. But I think there's a lot of people out there who would be excited to dive deeper into NBA. So I'm all about that. NBA deep dive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going for that? Too? I was, yeah, I'll let you have it. Um, okay. That's exciting. Um, let me hit the Atlanta thing. Fast. Please. Yeah. Okay. Go We're ahead. going to the show. We will be at, I will be at the show tomorrow, Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We will both be there all day, Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday night. There's a Friday and Saturday night trade night. I'm going to go to at least one of those. Mm-hmm. I think Bleaker trading. Uh, my buddy Mark owns that. I think they're doing their trade show Saturday night. Yep. I haven't formally been texted and invited yet, Mark. I don't know what that's about. Uh, he When he responded to your question of, is there one? That's he said, not him. Is that him responding on Instagram? I don't think it I is. I would think so. We respond on ours. But his response was, yes, exclamation point. So you think you're not invited with a yes explanation point? You better get out of here. You don't know what's I going on. I mean, I'm on. not thrilled. I'm going to text him on air and see what he has to say. <laughs> text him on air. That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I think we're going to go to that Yo, guys, come up, say hey while num- we're there. I don't save good. his number because I'm an idiot. I don't save anybody's number. It's a no, real issue. Yeah. Planning ahead's not your fort. Your upper arms are surprisingly hairy. And I'm yoked. You nah. notice I've been hitting the gym again. Nobody's talking about that. We're talking about the the hair on your upper arm. So we're going to Atlanta for the <laughs> card show. Um, we will have a camera guy both days. Our buddy Denton is coming over to help out. I'm excited to make content, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very excited. I want to buy some stuff. I'm actually excited. We're going to document the deals. Mm-hmm. We'll roll them out. We're probably going to just do – we'll probably have one longer. I think we'll have one YouTube video devoted to the Atlanta weekend. Maybe two. Depending on how much footage we get, we may do two. Yeah. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to, like, stretch it out like we've done with LA. I think bottom line with YouTube – yeah, if we do anything, it's back-to-back. It's Friday, Saturday, done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we've stretched out the LA. The audience has spoken. They don't care. So that's fine. We'll change it up. Big change. Um, I would say we're blowing up the YouTube starting next week. So I'm excited about that. Well, we're not completely blowing it up. It's just going to be slightly different. You've never seen me derail Here's something. The thing. Yeah, you do like to derail things <laughs> when things aren't completely broken, but that's fine. We're going to fix things. So if you're in Atlanta, though, make sure you're, it's the culture collision. That's correct. Not collusion. 
Did we ever get an answer? Oh, you just blew my mind. I don't know. It's on the Galleria right. Parkway. I know that. We'll um, be there. We're excited. We'll be there. Come Boom. on out. Um, Roasted. I think, well, our, hit the release calendar, and then we'll talk about um, the other note. Don Russ comes out tomorrow. There you go. I, um, I do want pricing. Okay. You know what? Can I talk about the NFT pack while you pull up pricing, or do you want me to hold? Like it's uncomfortable for you to talk about NFT anything, but that's fine. I broke the news to you, so <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I told you yesterday. You didn't. T- you just told me the day. I already knew it was happening. Oh, I'm curious what 2021 Donruss basketball hobby that releases tomorrow is compared to last year's pricing. So 2020 compared to 2021. So the positives. I'm, I'm ex- confused. This is 2020 slash 2021. That's last year's. Oh, that is last year's. Yep. Okay, so this is 21 22. That's correct. Right. Um, I am excited that we're getting more pro uniform stuff. I think there's a very interesting play and it ties in well with our show today. Yes, base has been villainized and victimized as it should be. I still think if you're breaking the stuff tomorrow and you have these cards in hand, anything big I'm sending to SGC for the five day service for 50 bucks and get the first graded copy for sale. We saw what happened with Wander. Like the first graded Wanders go for a ton of money, even though everybody knows that market will collapse right after. I think there's a real possibility that there's a, a very short window. I'm sending everything out to quick grade and quick flip. If you're not planning on holding, I also okay. like the thought of holding or chasing down like the numbered parallels. Like I said, if I can find Kaminga stuff at the show, I'm I'm definitely buying him. He is the only rookie I'm actively buying though, but I do think it's interesting. So I've got some pricing on an elite, but not the 2021, 22 to blow it. I do have it pulled up. They just don't have pricing. Is it sold out? Um, it's not for sale yet. It doesn't come out till tomorrow. So, so there's not a price though. But there's no price. Okay. What is the price of last year's? Last year's is four seventy five for a hobby box. For a hobby box. Okay. So last year is four seventy five. It is sold out on blowout. Um, I should have had your text Steel City Sports Cards to see the price. I think it's going to come out significantly cheaper because I think there's so much less hype. So I don't think it's a horrible buy. Um, I don't love Don Russ as like a long term hold product though. Like I'm not buying boxes and cases to put in my closet to sit with Bowman for five years. Mm-hmm. I do like ripping it. I think it's a cool team break. If you want to get it on your teams, you can buy into random teams break, super cheap. PYTs, again, grab the team you want. There is a decent vet auto checklist, which is cool. And you get a bunch of, you're going to get a ton of the, of this year's first, or one of the first pro uniform rookie cards, which I like. So um, I think I found pricing for it on Steel City. Okay, give just, me to, just to be clear though, it, the picture's the exact same, but it calls it Panini Donruss Choice Basketball. Is that the, Okay, so we did finally find it. Steel City. This is nuts. Six hundred bucks a box. I'm not going. I, I think this, this stuff. Rookie class. I think this stuff is going to come way down off that price. So again, if you're doing personals and doing that play, there's no reason to buy it right now. If you're getting in breaks, get in them early and often. Get your stuff quick. Flip it. Do what you want to do with it. But if you're if you're looking to rip boxes yourself, give it a little time. You'll get these way cheaper than that. So okay. Um, NFT release. We're going to throw it over to Sports Boy. <laughs> go, ahead and, go ahead and tell the people about this coming up on March fourth. That's your boy, Sports Boy. Um, March fourth, guys. Interesting thing going on with Panini in their NFT packs. They're kind of changing it up a little bit. So they are coming out with Prism NFL as of March fourth. Very exciting to hear. But packs are going to be slightly different. Hang on, Mike's giving me a weird look. Get your microphone in front of your face. I oh, think is this quiet? is why it's been a little quiet lately. Yeah, there we go. You tend to lean off, which is understandable because you can't see the computer. That's true. Much better. There you go. All right. Faces back in. Um, so Panini has changed up product a little bit, and it's for the better, I think, in my opinion. thousand percent. Um, Anybody who doesn't is an idiot. <laughs> get out of here, <laughs> Ugo. That's a callback to the YouTube. Um, bottom line is the product is going to have 
uh, features where it's more similar to actual cards. Regular pack. So you're going to be able to not just get base, but there's parallels, uh, rookies, things like that. But uh, they said, I almost said it again, but I caught myself. You've been doing really good with it. I caught myself. So uh, pricing is going to be about $20. There's five cards per pack as opposed to three. They're saying three base, one parallel slash insert, one rookie NFT. Um, I like it. So you're not just getting base cards for dirt cheap. And the fact that cares. there's like golden, like they've yep. got like the one of one in there. There's every, it's just like a regular 10. pack now. Yeah. I, I'm actually more excited than I was. And good news is they're going to be giving us some packs that we're going to be able to share with you guys. I'm breaking some on the Facebook group and on Instagram live, and then we'll give some away here and YouTube everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done it yet, super easy. Panini direct, make an account. Boom. Roasted. Roasted. I don't I care. want to buy some product. I actually, it's funny that you said you were excited to buy product in Atlanta. I went in on a break over at Geo Breaks because he had some uh, Did you? leaf metal. Yeah. Oh, the I Pop Century. Without you around, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got in on the Pop Century to try and get one of the cases. $100 did not, did not get one. I hate this whole random thing. Just choose me, Eddie. <laughs> Just pick me. Don't do it random, okay? All right. Anyways, um, one other quick note while we're talking about MLB, while we're talking about wax, um, there are mosaic blasters available in Fanatics team stores at the Grizzlies Arena right now. Yes, I don't know if this is a huge deal or not. Like Fanatics gets allocation from Panini. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I guess I didn't think they would be doing that going forward because I figured Panini would be kind of cutting ties, but maybe they're not. I I really, I think that's a bigger news item than we think it is. We just don't know what it means. But wouldn't it come? I think that I think could be something that comes out. I guess actually fair. I, I will say I like the fact that there is product. There are there are cards for sale in sports arenas. How? Here's the real question: How has it taken this long to do this? This seems like a no brainer to me. I have no clue. But no I'm matter happy what, it's happening. I'm happy it's happening. Yeah, I, I, I'm very curious what that Panini Fanatics relationship looks looks like today. What it's going to look like in a month or two. I think this is kind of like a test run from what we hear from our sources as well, is that basically if it sells out quick, great. If it doesn't, then maybe they don't continue to do it. I would be very shocked that it doesn't sell out. I want Chris Vernon to go into that store and buy me all the product. <laughs> Chris, I'll buy one for your kid. Give um, me the rest. <laughs> one, one thing I did want to point out, uh, I know we're short on time, so we just need to go ahead and get to the we're mailbag. Fine. But MLB, uh, I saw an article la- late last night. Essentially, if you guys have not seen this, if they have not come to a agreement by Monday, there is going to be a delay in the season. So that's what they're, that's what MLB officials are saying. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of MLB, we tease the prospect thing next week. We're going to start with 2016 Um, Denton and Indy. If you're listening, I would like to have some sort of review on the highest sellers from 2016. We're going to focus on the draft. So Bowman draft, um, I think it's a good place to start. We'll kind of do, I don't know, we'll do like one year a week for the next few weeks. I think it's just a fun segment. Like, hey, this guy was highly touted. Now he's garbage. This guy nobody heard about. Now he's the number one rated prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll kind of get some pricing for those. I think it'd be kind of a cool segment. Um, there's a thing I'm going to do for our YouTube that I think is going to gain some traction. Um, I don't want to say what it is because I feel like it's easy enough and it'll be fun enough that other people will steal the idea because you're little thieves. But that being said, there's a tease for you. It'll be a fun video. Check it out coming soon. Go subscribe to YouTube. YouTube. Okay. 
Um, that being said, <laughs> I want to talk about something that I can't talk about. I, I, I love <laughs> to tease. tease. I love it. I love uh, to tease. I love to be teased. Don't tease me about my weight though. I don't like that. Okay. You always, you say something about my fingers and it hurts my feelings. What do I say about your finger? What are you talking about? You say about? they're sausages. <laughs> the shoe fits, Jimmy Dean. What do you want me to do? What you, you can. <laughs> I come out bearing my soul and you say, if the shoe fits Jimmy Dean. It's a lot to bear. What do you want me to do? You're a hurtful person. That's okay. Let's get over to Peter. Cut to Peter from SGC joins us. We're going to be interviewing him. And oh, yeah, there you go. You're in store for a treat. First and most important question. What does a 27-year-old know about grading cards? Are you only 27? That's the intro for Peter right there. <laughs> I, I am I am 27. See? I got to tell you guys, it, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you were surrounded by the individuals that I was lucky enough to um, kind of have take me under their wing um, at probably age 23, um, you'd know a lot about card grading as well. So Here's I, the thing. I was just very lucky to have the teachers I did. You speak with the confidence of a man who's been doing this for years upon years, but not only that, you feel it. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I should be like looking up to you. And oh, that's brother. weird for me because I'm a 35 year old. Are you so trying to make I'm, up for me insulting him when he first walked in? Well, I do do that a lot unconsciously. Oh, so brother. I might be doing that, but I do actually give Peter a lot of respect because he, he holds himself in a way that makes me think, oh, this man has an air about him that is very intellectual oh, and knowledgeable about the topic he speaks about. All right. Well, well wow. <laughs> You're welcome, Peter. That. That, means, that means a lot to me. I think the reason that that may be the case is because uh, we're talking cards. You know, you want to talk anything outside of this industry. Fair. And I, I guess that confidence just fades away overnight. <laughs> but, you know, the fact is, guys, is I thoroughly believe that that I am lucky enough to be kind of um, in charge of the grading company that does things the best. And if I didn't think that that was the case, I would make the changes to make us the best. I think it's fair to say we have a lot to work on. So does so do all the companies, you know, and, and by no means are we satisfied However, we are certainly very confident in, I guess, our intentions and that drive that we take to um, our craft every day to basically make the hobby better and provide a service, um, hopefully, that, that people really enjoy using. But you should look up to me, Jesse. Heck of, <laughs> heck of a way to start an interview, by the I'll way. I'll tell you, right there. So, you know, we, I, I am appreciative, Peter. You've kind of been making the rounds with some YouTube and podcasts lately. Uh, we, we speak to Peter quite a bit privately, but this is your first time on the podcast. That's by design. You know, we, we've mentioned before, SGC is a sponsor of our brand and has been for a while now. So I didn't want to just flood the audience. with. But but I also think enough time has gone by Um you know, you guys have made some some major leaps as a company in the past year. Like the numbers don't lie. I'm curious in your mind, what's kind of got you to? I mean, I put you kind of number two right now. What's what in your mind has kind of got you there? Has has been this big push? What's been the difference over the past calendar year? Well, by um, it, it's pretty easy answer. It's our team. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, at the end of the day, as much as I might want to make this hobby better or want to please our customers, I truly do not have the power to do so myself or even close to that. You know, I am reliant on an amazing team of about 160 individuals. Um, we know our people, you know, by no means are these just kind of cogs in our, you know, big company and, and numbers. You know, we know every single individual working for us from, you know, the ground floor to the tippy tippy top. And I think that uh, those people want, want to win as, as much as I do. And when I say win, I just, 
like I said, I think the goal remains to just, again, make a positive impact on the hobby that a lot of us came into SGC loving, but others kind of gained that love more recently. You know, I think we're pretty good at, at uh, instilling that passion that guys like you and me, Mike, may have had for a long time that Jesse's learned a lot about, obviously, over the last, you know, two years or so. A little bit. And um, it's been a recipe for success. So hard work and good intentions, I would say. Uh, really have given us an upper hand when when making decisions, um, you know, effectively. So I got to ask this question too. I know everybody asks the same stupid question. I didn't want to, but it has to be asked. After you ask, I, I have to say two things. Go ahead. They sound very important. They are very important. Okay. Uh, what's your history with SGC? How did you come into the game? You know, just kind of because I know people know you now as the face of the company, but where did that start? What that look like? Yeah. So it, it did not start there. I got to tell you, if you think that I you was, were not hired you know, on as the president. <laughs> What's that? You weren't hired on as the president? That's what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> was yeah I, I certainly was not. Um, I basically was told, um, you know, my mom, who knew what a card addict I was my entire life, had told me that she saw a job listing. Um, and I just assumed it was working in some, you know, card store, something like that, you know, moving products for, you know, an older gentleman who could no longer carry the load, whatever it was. Well, that was not the case. What I realized very quickly was that this is a leader in authentication and grading of these cards that I happen to be absolutely fascinated with. Um, it's very important to me to tell the audience that by no means did I have this level of, of knowledge, this deep knowledge, not only of, of the industry coming in, but, but especially the grading. I, I was taught, I was so fortunate uh, to be taught by truly the, the best in the hobby. And um, I, I owe those individuals a, a debt of gratitude. And I basically worked my way up from our research and I identification department. Um, when I first started, that's the that's the department that's basically in charge of differentiating your, you know, LeBron base rookie from your LeBron refractor. And we know that there's a, a that's that's a big that's a big deal sure. you know, to, to not get that wrong. Um, and it goes all the way back to the 1880s. I'm talking, you know, the old judge sets and the cabinet cards and things like that. So it's a quite extensive um, kind of job and, and knowledge base needed to perform it successfully. But even more importantly, for anyone who's looking to learn cards, it is a dream because you just see the most amazing products cross your desk on a daily basis. Uh, from there, I just wanted to be a part of the best grading company in the world because it was quite a dream to work in this industry in any capacity. I never thought it was possible. And um, a lot of luck, guys, and hard work. And I I, I am just as shocked as anyone <laughs> that, you know, um, I've become somewhat of a face of this brand. It really is like a pinch me type thing. All right. couple things for you. First off, this is for all the listeners right now who are like, I wonder if like these are, you know, taped ahead of time where they, they know what they're going to ask each other. This is definitely evidence that we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Mike at the beginning of this said that this is the first time we've had Peter on. That's a bold face lie. Is it really? We had Peter on last year. Peter, can you corroborate this? You came on the I podcast? I was on the national, Mike. 
I was on at the national. You were that was were literally, your, dude, know. literally our worst. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. No, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Here's why that was the ho- most horrible idea of a podcast ever. First of all, don't ever do a podcast in front of a live audience where you're taking questions and they're not mic'd. When you play the audio back, you just hear us three idiots talking about stuff. Nobody knows what we're responding uh, to. Uh, two idiots. Two that, idiots. Thank you. Oh, very. I forgot I was talking to a president. My fault. No, and then the other thing. Here's the other thing. We had our stage time cut from 60 to 30 minutes, which irritated me. Mm-hmm. And Dum Dum over here walked in about Ouch. two minutes early because he had a bit of a rough night the night before. So I, I was left. I was left to set up tech. All right, let's clarify. I don't know how to open well. a. So for uh, I don't know how to. What's going on? I don't here. know how to open a Zoom room. You I, think I need to be setting up audio? <laughs> so I yeah, I've blocked need... that out. This is the first real podcast. Simmons messaged me after that and said, "Literally, <laughs> your worst idea and worst mm-hmm. show ever." That was the quote. I said, no problem. We're well, never doing a live I'm show. I'm so happy that I was able. I'm, I'm just so you know honored to have <laughs> part in the worst show of all. So <laughs> this is now the real first podcast. We have blocked that crap okay. show out. So take it away, that's Jesse. Question number one. Not a question, but that's story number one. Next story. Question number two. When I was 12. This is, a, this is also not a question. Okay. So I don't want this to be so much of a fluff piece either no. that we're having you on. So real question, real, real response from you. What do you think SGC is lacking on? Like, what do you think that you guys could excel on or do better at? So first off, let me just say, I, I don't need softballs that I can hit out of the park very easily. And that's Feel why I'm asking you, because I know you can handle. And I'll be happy to answer anything. Yep. But to your question, Jesse, um, I think there's a lot that SGC could be better on. You know, there was there was actually... Uh, we take feedback very seriously because at the end of the day, um, if we're not listening to the audience that we're paid to serve, we're probably not going to be around for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just a quick example that happened to come top of kind of top of mind. Um, you know, SGC receives thousands and thousands of cards a day um, submitted for grading. And many times there are cards that cannot be graded for whatever reason. For example, if you give us a card that's like a 12 by 24 photograph, not really much of a card, <laughs> we can't grade that. We don't have a holder for it. it we don't consider it a trading card. Um, however, when we give those cards back to the submitters, you just kind of get this general, like, it couldn't be graded message, mm-hmm. imagine. And, you know, some feedback we got from our submitters was, I understand that it couldn't be graded, but I wish you'd I wish you'd give me a little more detail as to why it can't be graded. Fair. And we kind of said, uh, yeah, you got a point. We probably should work on that. That's something I'm actively, it's kind of happening behind the scenes right now. Nice. Um, just for example, I think the entire hobby knows what SGC does best, which is consistent grades delivered in a timely fashion with excellent customer service. You're treated like a human, a collector of these cards rather than, you know, anything, anything but, I Just guess. another number. Um, having yeah. said that, though, I think it's very clear and obvious that that certainly one of our competitors, and I think everyone knows who I'm talking about, has far exceeded um, SGC's level, I guess, when it comes to that universe surrounding the cards. Meaning at SGC, we've done a great job of getting your cards graded accurately and sent back looking hopefully what you deem to be good in, in your in your holders. However, what we need to work on is, is kind of um, encouraging this universe to take place around the cards, really, really to fuel the collecting of the cards. And I don't want to reveal too much, but I want to also say that, you know, about a month and a half ago, we, 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 uh, we came out with an update. And that update was not, you know, changing the hobby by any means. It wasn't, you know, this crazy news. But what it was, was a 
a modest price decrease on certain submission levels, along with some value adds. And those value adds, what I was very proud of, is most of them had to do with technology, an area where SGC has lacked in the past. And and by no means, guys, are we uh, burying our head in the sand. We know what we're very good at, and we know what we need improvement on. And I think it's fair to say that we took a step in the right direction, whether that's a small step or not with that update. But please just know I am I am working on things that will be taking large steps in that direction, for example. Another thing, and I don't mean to you know, pardon my monologue here, but I tend to <laughs> not a, filib- a filibuster. Is- <laughs> Go ahead. As long as you're standing, you can keep talking. <laughs> you know, Jesse, one thing also is, um, you know, at the end of the day, part of what makes collecting really fun is connecting with other collectors, other people that share Absolutely. the same passion and desire to own these cards as you do. And SGC happens to be built by, I mean it when I say just an incredible group of individuals. I should be sharing those people. In other words, we should be going out to shows, shaking hands, showing our faces way beyond me, by the way. I mean, I'm just, like I said, guys, I'm one person that's that's just kind of the talking head when it comes to this organization. But we should be really getting ourselves out there and, and educating the hobby on what SGC is about and just letting them know that whether they choose to love us or they don't like us so much, we, we certainly mean well. You know, so there's a lot we can improve on and we take improvements very, very seriously. Okay. Two things I got to say. Okay. I'll let you pick Peter. I I have two (laughs) things I hate about your company, or you could give us the breakdown of what is this Just a brief breakdown of what, because people don't know. I send my card to SGC. You guys get it. What's the process? So I'll let you pick process or hatred. I'll tell you (laughs) what, I'm going to go with the, what do you hate about SGC? Let's hear two things. I absolutely hate. Uh, first of all, the A. The A grade is altered or authentic, correct? So the A grade is, you know what, Mike, to be totally honest, you're kind of, you're kind of correct there. The A grade represents authentic. What makes a card graded authentic or, or what makes a card disqualified from being graded numerically is an alteration. The card lacks that originality needed to, to, you know, command a numerical grade, but at the same time, I know what you're about to tell me. What you're about to tell me is, hey, if I have a modern card that's in a 7.5, I may want that put in an authentic holder, even though it's 100% original. There should be some differentiation there. Am I on the right track? Yeah. So so let me ask you this then. Is every card that is, so every card that is marked an A is not altered though, correct? No, you are incorrect. But, so okay. A, yep. and, and, and what I'm about to tell you is I, I vigorously agree with you on this point, and I am actually actively pursuing taking steps to improve upon this. Fantastic. Just just to give you a background, and Mike, forgive me, I I did not mean to cut you off. I just knew exactly where you were going. That's all I wanted. This is perfect. So so when when it comes to the A, when it comes to the A, the A represents authentic. For anyone who doesn't fully understand, when a card is numerically graded by SGC, it's encapsulated with a grade, that is basically our experts telling the the public, anyone viewing that card, that this is a card that is deemed to be original, authentic, and in the grade of X. Sure. Okay? Yep. What the A represents is that this card is deemed to be authentic. Now, usually the cards that are in that A are in there because they do not qualify to receive a numerical grade because they're no longer in their original state. It's been Someone's trimmed, miscolored. Color. Someone... 
Yep. Exactly. Okay. Someone's trimmed the card, things cool. like that. However, there are a group of cards that are in the A for other reasons at the request of the collector, like sure. you're getting to, Mike. And we should have a way to say, guys, this card is authentic and we did not assign a numerical grade, but it could have received one if the collector would have asked for one. We should make that distinction because I think everyone would rather know that their authentic SGC card is original. You know, there's mm -hmm. got to be more of a desire to own the original piece than the Absolutely. piece that's been altered after the manufacturing. So I think that is a totally valid point. It's not the first time I've heard that. And I just want everyone out there to know that we're going to be making that change and, and implementing that change literally as early as possible. Oh, good. Okay. The next thing, and I shouldn't say hate the next thing. Let me preface it with this. My contention is a gold label SGC 10 pristine. And I've talked to a lot of people who buy big cars is as tough a grade as there is to hit in the hobby, which I like. Most unattainable grade, and I think it should be. It is the grail level status. If you hit that, that thing should cross anywhere else you want to go. That's gem mint, that is pristine anywhere. I hate the fact, though, that the label's a little boring. Well, I would, I think you're, um, I think you're even being nice in, oh, <laughs> man, Peter, I was in gonna... that description. I have to tell you guys, Go on, Jesse. I was going to say, I was hoping you were going to be like, well, that's your opinion, Mike, and we love it, so shut up. And no, the reason I say that is, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I hate Beckett right now. I think BGS is atrocious. I think the black label is the best label in the world black because I think it's good. awesome looking. Like, if you hold up everybody's best graded card, BGS 10, black label, the SGC gold label, and a PSA 10, I think it goes in that order. I think be, people who know nothing about it, what is the most aesthetically pleasing? That black label pops. And I like the tuxedo look. I just think of that gold label, which I have still never gotten one, by the way. So for any of the morons That's who are why. like, oh, Mike <laughs> knows them. He gets good grades. I've gotten, well, never mind. It's fine. No. I would love to see that card just like, because it is so hard to hit. I would love to see that card pop out of the holder like crazy. I Well, first off, let me just say the, the collector side of me, I guess my own personal opinion, Mike, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And the one thing that I have over you you know, you're able to look at the numbers and say, wow, there's a small amount of these that these individuals are grading, you know, like the, they really, they're tight when it comes to that pristine grade. Well, believe me, if anyone knows that to be true, it's, it's myself. And I know how difficult it is. Which I love, by the way. Card, I love that. Card that. Exactly. Yep. Now, this is what I'd say. I get a lot of questions, as you can imagine, when I, when I, you know, interact with, with anyone and they're often asking about the holder either that they like it or they hate it. The label, that they love it or they hate it, whatever sure. it is. And I, I always give the same answer, which is that guys, I like giving objective value ads. Meaning before I talked about that update, that update, I lowered your price and I gave you more essentially free of charge. Yep. That is objectively good news. What's different about the label or the holder or anything regarding the look is that it is now subjective. Sure. And in my position, it is a very difficult um, kind of mountain to climb. Now, I think it's fair to say that if I'm not making a decision that 90% of people are happy with and 10% of people don't feel great about, I'm probably doing my organization a disservice. However, you know, that accounts for what I would say our standard label. Some people really like the look, some people don't. Agreed. When it comes to the gold label, I'm going to go out there on a limb and I'm going to say that we're pretty pretty dang close to that 90% wish it was a little more jazzed up. So I just want to say like, although it is subjective and those changes are difficult for me to make, I truly feel Mike that we are at a level of consolidation of these opinions that is undeniable where we need to have a better pristine label. It is just such a prestigious card that
that could earn that grade, or at least the condition of the card. Absolutely. Say, yep. That to not give that card the the respect that it deserves is really doing the collectors um, a disservice, and and I certainly recognize that. So it's a tough. You know, even that next design, it's like, sure, Mike, you want to hit me with one that 90% of people love? Sure. That's where it gets tricky. Yep. But where it's not tricky is to say, you know what, Pete, you got a problem with that gold label, man. Your 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 supporters want it to be better, you know, and I, I totally see that. There you go. Fluff piece out the window. Who else yeah. this week on a podcast has told you they hated things specifically? Here, here's the thing. I knew Peter would be able to handle this because recently you went out. There there was an error that of some oh, yeah, the Pokemon, the Pokemon yep. thing that SGC fully admitted to without like without that already being in the news you know a lot of people have to come out and apologize after it's already been blown up in the news but you guys got in front of it before any of that and it may not have ever even gotten blown up which i think is really cool that you guys would have gone ahead and stepped up and said hey our bad messed up we're fixing it and we're gonna make sure it doesn't happen in the future and that's why i knew i i can ask peter whatever i want off of air but i think i could also ask him anything i wanted on air because He's able to handle it. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, that's you. the that's no, the fluff I, piece I, of the interview. And we're back to fluff. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys, and I I do mean it when I say that since I I just have so much experience on on the real side of the hobby. Meaning, sure. I always consider myself now I'm like a public servant. You know, I'm in the public sector, and I have so much experience in the private sector that if you um, if you don't think that I know what it's like to, to watch a video of a guy BSing you, mm-hmm. I, I know what that's like. And Brutal. it just sucks. And it happens so, so, so much. Yep. You know, maybe not now in the hobby, but certainly, you know, in years past, it's a lot of corporate, you know, pardon the pun, nonsense, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, that we're hearing we from it. a it lot fits. of these, 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 you know, big, big players in the hobby. And I think that one thing that I try to do is at the very least come off as authentic and and not run away from the problems because if i'm running away or i'm hiding from the microphone it's there's usually a correlation there between you have something to hide or you have something you're really not comfortable speaking about and if there's anything i'm not comfortable speaking about at sgc things arise from time to time i fix them immediately mm-hmm. or or why would why would i let that go you know unchecked kind yeah. of thing so um yeah Thank no you. i i appreciate it and as far as those pokemon cards go I got to tell you guys, I am pretty confident that the news really wouldn't have gotten out there. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, not to name names, but we weren't the only individuals that unfortunately made a mistake on those cards. Mm-hmm. We were the only ones that you know put a big headline in front of our brand that we made a mistake on those cards. But um, you know, all I, I think that's a pretty low bar, honestly, guys. I just went out there and I yeah. told people what happened, why it happened, and what we did about it. I mean, if I'm a, if if I'm looked at as being this this kind of you know, alien for just kind of being honest and turning on his, his phone and making a quick video, you know, behind the desk that cost me, by the way, zero dollars and zero cents to make, then I think we really need to raise the bar on the other players in the hobby and, and kind of scratch our heads and say, you know what, why, why is well, this guy's 27 years old? Why does he get it? And, you know, these other guys just can't figure it out. I think we've um, just transformed from a puff piece to a hero piece. I mean, Are you calling it a puff or a fluff? I want to know, so I'm on the same page. Puff. Well, I've said fluff, but now I'm saying puff. Now it's a puff. Yeah, so now it's a puff, <clears throat> and then now it's a hero piece because that is the hero hobby talk that we need, oh, brother. Don't, I'm just saying. Don't build I'm just this. Saying, don't build this kid he's, up. He's this speaking in a way that <laughs> he's makes, doing fine. He's motivating me. He he's making me oh, feel God. something. How often do we interview someone and you feel something afterward? 
Well, not all of us are dead inside like you. I feel stuff every day. Okay, I have one other. I have one quick compliment, which I'm uncomfortable giving. I hate complimenting people at all. And I have one. Uh, I do want to get just a quick breakdown of the process for people, just briefly. Uh, my one compliment would be, and, and I've talked about Peter to Peter about this privately. I I get irritated with companies now, and and that's why last April I never ever thought we'd speak to you because all we did was brutally bash SGC. You guys last April fell into that line of. Hey, we're popular. We're raising prices, and and I and PSA did it, and BGS did it, you guys did it, and I hated it. I thought, man, I'm I'm glad. I know there's money to be made, but it's like all of a sudden we everybody's just priced out of so many cards. And then a couple months ago, I guess at this point probably two months ago, it was, you know, Peter literally called me on the phone. He was like, hey, we're super backed up. Like we have this many cards, and I thought, here we go again. Like this is going to be the next song and dance. We're going to jack the price up to eighty bucks for no reason. I got to say, I was. it doesn't happen often that I am pleasantly surprised that a company makes a decision that doesn't seem to be entirely financially motivated. You guys just said, hey, it's going to take us an extra two weeks as opposed to we're going to jack the price up. We got more good feedback about you guys on that move. And then even this last, what, two weeks ago, lowering the price. Like in this climate, a grading company doesn't need to lower pricing. I mean, you guys just hit your most cards graded in a day ever. Like you don't need to lower pricing. You know that. I'm sure more than anybody. I think it does speak to the authenticity of this. Like, hey, we are, yeah, we're here to make money. We're also here to kind of support collectors. So again, I don't like to compliment people. I complimented Jesse one time a few years ago. Haven't done it since. Won't yeah, do it. I, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, I did. I made the, the, the money decisions I was very happy with. You don't even have to respond that to that. It's like that compliment's numbered out of five. You've only given, oh, you know, five ever, and that's the, the five of five. And three of them are lies, so I'll let you decide, decipher which ones are lies. Was this that authentic? Is, this is, there's, there's a lot I want to unpack there, Mike, and, and I certainly appreciate the, you know, the what I think is a compliment about the last decision and the last round Ab of decisions. Absolutely made, a compliment. But I also, I really want to address something, and we've talked about this privately, and, and I, I would love to put it out there for everyone. It's the move to $75 a card. Okay, that move happened in April. And you know whose decision that was? Mine. And you know whose best interest I had in mind? Our supporters. And I know that from the surface, you say to yourself, how does that make any sense? He jacked our price 3x overnight, and now he's BSing us, telling us how much he cares about us. Well, I'll break it down for you guys. And there's a reason that grading companies are really difficult to run because it is a different kind of industry. And, and we just happen to kind of get out the kinks early on and figure this thing out. But the bottom line is, guys, is that if you look at SGC's sheets, meaning like our profit and losses, essentially, mm -hmm. April, when we raised prices to $75, remember, we 3x the price. Mm -hmm. You know what our revenue did? It did not 3x, guys. It went out the window. We practically did no business as we knew would happen mm -hmm. because we know no one's paying $75 for a $40 card that they were grading with SGC previously. The reason that we made that move is because with PSA abruptly shutting down and the hobby having this initial essentially freak out to that mm -hmm. kind of one of a kind news that's never really been done before, we were watching our submission volume grow to dangerous levels. And there was basically two options. It was to put a message on the site that said, guys, we don't want your cards at all. Essentially like, sorry, or we could have raised prices to a level that would have made nearly all cards totally um, irrelevant to mm -hmm. submit to our company. And the reason that we even went with that route is because we just figured, you know, if someone does have a $3,000 card that they want to grade with SGC, 
there's no reason we can't handle that. It's the volume that's the problem mm-hmm. right now because it's you know 10x what we're capable of handling. But I, I want everyone to know this was not a money grab. It's a very common misconception out there, guys. If I wanted to grab the money, you know what I would have done? I would have kept prices the same because my revenue then would have done 510x. It would have been incredible. And you all would hate me right now because turnaround time, we'd still be digging ourselves out of it. So instead, I gave the very brief but unhappy news that I knew was very brief. I knew was very temporary. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, guys, you know what? We're not an option either right now. We don't want to screw ourselves up beyond belief. So it's 75 bucks a card, which means you're not going to submit. No issues there. Let me build capacity a little more and then come back to you. And that's what we've done. The plan, by the way, you know, maybe I'll pat pat our team on the back one more time. The plan worked to a T. Uh, we are now setting record inflow. You know, we're breaking our own record when it comes to the amount of cards submitted. And our turnaround time right now is kind of at a ridiculously fast. You still low, low uh, 20s? 22 days, 24 uh, days. That's, that's even a little, that's even a little bit Actually, for what it is. One of our guys, one of the mailbag thing today said that he just wanted to give you props. Gino Bar- Barica. He says that uh, for the 2025 day submission, he submitted 17 cards on the eighth and they shipped it back out on the 23rd. So what is that? That's 15 days. Not even business days either. Yeah. yeah. I, I just mean, so the announcement two months ago when it was like, Hey, by the way, we've gotten a ton more cards than we thought but you guys were already prepared. We're not raising the price. We have more people in place. The infrastructure has grown. And yet, because the other thing I really liked, hey, it's going to be 45 days. Nobody hit 45 days. I sub with Chris every week at Nash Cards, and I think he's got to be one of your biggest, if not the biggest sub guys you guys have. Never once did I eclipse 30 days. I just liked it. Like, hey, it's nice that every once in a while, somebody actually just under promises and over delivers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we really you know, do our best to stick to, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're still a company. We have sure. a, a, a ceiling. We have a capability currently. All we could do is try to continuously raise that ceiling while being very honest with our supporters who keep this place running and in business, what that ceiling is, because for God's sakes, like that, that's not a big ask just to know kind of what, what you're capable of, what mm-hmm. you can do, what should I expect? What can't you do? You know? And, um, I, I just really feel like we're we're getting better as we go, man. We're not perfect, but um, we certainly recognize that. We're just trying to improve. I think bottom line, Peter, is I, I feel confident with you behind the wheel because you get it. Like you seem to, you seem to. There's so what do many you hate corporate- about SGC? <laughs> Say one thing horrible about him before we're done. <sighs> Never mind. Finish very your few things I don't like about him because he even likes Taco Bell so much. And that is true. Jesse and I Peter mean, are Taco the- Bell. Compadres. When we go down to Florida, you and me, midnight, Taco Bell, fourth meal. That's a 27-year-old's dream in Boca Raton, (laughs) to be at Taco Bell with you. (laughs) Um, But uh, bottom line, though, is it's nice to know that the common sense has not gone out the window with success. Because you are successful. Do not say bottom line. I almost did, but I stopped it. Um, You are successful, and a lot of people, when success comes, they kind of lose touch with the common guy whether whatever whatever the field is you have not and that's what i appreciate all right so let's end with this uh, what i would say is actually the most important question for a grading uh, the face of a grading company if you could just throw us like the elevator type pitch i send my card sgc receives it what happens next like what's the two minute answer to that kind of 
Yeah, I mean, look, not not to almost sound like a jerk, Mike, but like I don't give elevator pitches, you know. And I mean, yeah, like, that is Mike my to be fair. You know, go visit gosgc.com to submit your <laughs> hey, today. Let me interrupt you, Peter. Let me interrupt you for one second, just so we're clear. Yeah. Yesterday, on a meeting with eight people, a, a legally recognized corporate meeting, yep. when I was asked to give an elevator pitch about a company we have coming your up, first response, I said, "What's an elevator pitch?" Well, that was my first, <laughs> and my second response was, "I named three companies that are going to compete," and I said, "My goal is to murder those companies." That, that was, was it. the corporate. So notes. I don't actually know what an elevator pitch is. That was a no. I just mean like kind of a condensed, you know what I'm saying? Of a straightforward. Course, of course. Of course. I could just say this for any, for anyone who values their collection, values their time, um, you know, has, has any sense of self-respect, you'll fit very well into SGC's kind of model of doing business because we treat our supporters like we wouldn't be here without them. You know, when you send us an email, we may not always be able to provide the answer you're looking for, but for God's sakes, we could at least provide an answer in a reasonable amount of time. Um, our experts are truly experts. They take their job incredibly seriously. They love being card graders, and it is their their pride and joy when it comes down to it. And they certainly have a, a vast knowledge of the craft, and arguably, even more importantly, um, a burning desire to get the grade right every time. Okay, this is a team that's made up of great people. Um, I know that because I know all of them. There's no one working for our team that I don't know on a first name basis. And um, the bottom line is, is you guys are providing more and more opportunities for these amazing individuals every day to achieve heights that in certain cases, by the way, these people didn't know were possible. And I think that I am a, a burning example of that. For anyone who, um, you know, I don't say this often, but I got to tell you guys, like, not to get all sappy, I know Mike is... You know, I'm about to cry. The emotions of a rock. Yeah, I'll say that <laughs> I cry every I'll, day. I'll, by the way, I'll say this guy's like I, I am living my dream right now. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I, I truly have like a pinch me moment. It seems multiple times a day. And what's amazing is there's a big, big team below me that that they're they like working here. You know, so it's just a great place. We we really try to do it right while remaining hopefully humble moving forward and and recognizing that there's always more that we could be providing um just ways that we could be better and we have the best interest of the collectors in mind at all times so that's the truth i don't know if that's enough to you know convince people but that's that's what we got perfect no, that's great. I mean, yeah, that's what we wanted. Just the fact you come on here and speak in a transparent manner means a lot. People actually know, hey, who's behind this? I'll be honest with you, 160. Is that what you said for employee count? About 160? Correct. That's actually quite a bit bigger than I thought. I'm not going to lie to you. When we actually get to go to Boca, I'm excited to, to see these things. I have a lot of cards set aside. I've been promised a walkthrough. No pressure. That's no. it. <laughs> we took too much of your time. I'll, I'll end with saying this. We always tell guests 10 to 15 minutes. We say that because some of our guests are brutally difficult to listen to. You've been rambling for 30 minutes. That means you entertained us and did well. So, Peter, <laughs> we appreciate the time. Thanks for jumping on. If you haven't done it yet, I'll make the elevator pitch right now. Go SGC.com. Boom. Bam. Elevator pitch done. I still Peter don't know, if you know what an elevator pitch is. Thank not you, Peter. Not important. Have a good day, Pete. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. All right. So that was Peter. As you could tell by the awkward intro and my outro, uh, we already recorded. I thought it was good. I actually like the dude. He speaks openly. Pretty transparent, which I enjoy. I, I, I did drop the ball. I kind of, I, I said elevator pitch. I kind of wanted him to say like, hey, we get your card. It goes I knew through, exactly what you it meant. It goes through identification and authentic authenticity checks. Then it goes to the grading. Yeah. Then it goes. 
But here's the thing. When you say elevator pitch, that's a lot different than the process of, so I, I see it from his standpoint, but I didn't know where you were going. Elevator pitch in time, but not gonna, in content. That's fine. We're Overall, I like the interview. Oh, um, very good. We're good. Well, how long have we been talking now? Feels like eight hours. Is it my close? Uh, we have been talking for 55 minutes. Yeah. Let's jump to mailbag for a bit then. Mailbag. Sure. All right, guys, we appreciate the questions. Um, let's go on to Ben Perez from mm -hmm. the Facebook. The With the news about PSA having about 5.7 million cards pending review. Insane. Do you think it's unrealistic to believe the economy submissions that opened up last month won't likely meet that 90-day turnaround they advertise? I think that's likely, yes. Yeah, the wording on that was a little questionable, questionable but you, you nailed it. So you don't think that that is I think is we'll start hearing to, delays about yeah, that. Yeah, you don't think the 90 days is going to hold up. Fair enough. 5.7 million, even. That's crazy to me. Okay, Harris Decker. You guys spoke at length about the different years of PRISM and how it relates to the product pricing. Curious your thoughts on the early PRISM years that overlapped with Topps Chrome. For instance, I argue Russell Wilson's standard for rookie cards is actually tops and not tops and tops chrome. Just a thought. Love the show, guys. No, no question. Yes, it absolutely is tops chrome, even when it overlaps with prism. We were just doing a prism so we could do an apples to apples comparison. But Harris, that point is totally valid. Tops chrome was king for the flagship rookie up until. I didn't know that. I wish we had talked about it. I didn't realize that, yep. that they were overlapping at that. Yeah, year. like the cam tops chrome was the big one in Was that the last year, 2012, when they were tops chrome was Ooh. still making them? No, it had to be later than that. Twenty, I believe Topps lost football licensing in 2015. So, I think so, so. 2012, 13, 14, 15. I feel like there should have been asterisks on all those prices then if you are considering another product to be the official rookie. Yeah, but there's nothing to compare those two for the next five years, six years after that that we talked about. We needed a consistent product to, okay. to track. We could do um, a comparison of Topps Chrome to Prism of those few years, though. Yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's not get in the weeds. Okay. Um, I, it is still interesting. But it's his point is actually correct. Uh, let's see. Isla Fishman, you got a question on the last week, but you know what? You're getting another one. Here we go. Uh, where do you think that BGS ultimately ends up in the grading world? Do you think there is hope for a resurgence? Yeah, there's always hope. I mean, they were the grading company three years ago. Now PSA is king of the mountain. SGC is number two. Yeah, who knows? Yep, I, I, it has changed enough times in the last five years for me to know that anything is possible. Thank you, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Don Getters from the Facebook. Thoughts on the Tops release unexpectedly including the Home Field Advantage card similar to Panini Downtowns. I like that they're including Chase uh, inserts like that, like some actual, like I think kind of cool aesthetic artistic inserts. Um it is pretty close to a direct ripoff of the downtown. I mean, it, it looks pretty <laughs> identical. I would say that. Um, oh, you know I know exactly about what Tatis you're talking card. about because I was like, I saw the the post we made the other day when Denton or when Max posted it. I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't know that they were doing downtowns of baseball and it's actually not a downtown. That's good to know. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, I, I'm glad Tops is doing something. I, I wish it would have been a little bit different but uh, you know I, I don't know i'm curious how it'll sell too like the top snobs with flagship stuff don't tend to care about those things as much as they do in football and basketball with panini inserts that have a huge demand so i'll be curious like what the sales data looks like those things three six months out whatever i feel like it's like just about everything else that's not devastating news to the hobby is everybody has a short memory span and 
people will forget and then they'll just, if they like it, they'll buy it. And if yes. not, they won't care. Thousand percent. Um, Don also had another question for okay, us. Don. With all the content you guys create, can you resurrect the Michael Scott's Thunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure? I mean, <laughs> it's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Not, not bad. We do have more uh, office memorabilia that we're going to throw up on the walls. If you want to run like a winner, you got to fuel like a winner. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael's slamming down, yeah, slamming down linguini. Uh, it was uh, Alfra chicken, uh, chicken Alfredo. Alfredo. I've never drinking so little water and eaten more fettuccine Alfredo. Oh. It's like, I can't do this. That's a great episode. <laughs> oh, I love The Office. John Wee. Okay. Toby so won that race, by the way. Yeah, he did. He had uh, Midal? What was he saying? Nope. They but, gave him, um, oh yeah, they gave him something uh, they something, thought would slow him down, but... They, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Guys, go, what, go back and watch the episode. Shout out, Michael Scott. <laughs> John Wee, who, uh, this is interesting because we don't usually get guys who we are sponsoring is in the, the owner mailbag. Of, oh, it's the center stage, center stage guy. Stage, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, John says, should the center stage app add pricing for SGC slabs while their features would benefit collectors the most? You, I think the short answer is yes. I can answer. I'll, I'll field that one. I guess if you want us to talk about center stage, just ask. This is a dumb <laughs> question. Yeah, you should. Uh, yes. If you can do that, add it. Yeah, why All not? All right. It's not. Just be nice at least. You well, no, that's a legit. I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I, don't, mean, I don't mind talking about it. We're going to use it when we're in Atlanta. If you haven't downloaded it yet, it's free. It's a It's a good card identification app. Yes. Center stage. There you um, go. I would say this is not the type of program to do plenty of questions like that because I have a bad temper. So <laughs> thank you, John. Especially when they when you have no idea it's coming and you can't prepare yourself mentally to be nice. Oh, I wouldn't have anyways. That's my legitimate answer. If you can do that, then do it. Don't ask a question like that. Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Uh, I like Crane John. Lemon. Mr. Lemon. Crane was in the break with me yesterday. I kind of like Crane Lemon's name here. Two-part question, which is really two separate questions because I'm selfish and want you both to answer. <laughs> you know, at least you admitted it, Crane, and I appreciate that. Crane dropped like 500 bucks with me yesterday. He can get two questions. <sighs> wow. Breaking over it real much. Okay, let me just tell you something. Have you Googled your name? No. One of the things I've, I've told you about. No, hang on. Okay, I'm not going to do it yet, but go ahead. What it's not, it's not what you think. Um, oh God. one of the segment ideas that I had for YouTube, a lot of people do this in different settings. Just is, Mike GSF. Why is Mike GSFE wife the third thing on here? Oh, it is. Is it is wife the third? The first thing that I got was net worth, was the first question that came Seriously? up. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I gotta look at this. Thing. Yeah. By the way, wife is it's literally just all just pictures of me and you or me and Simmons. No <laughs> pictures, which makes me happy. There's no pictures of my wife. Um, but this is an idea for the segment I had. Wait for, a minute. Is this a YouTube. real thing? Yeah. You just go in, like you put in Tom Brady I don't see and it. search for first things, but uh, here's what you got to do though. Go to like an incognito window where it doesn't take your history. I don't know what that is. Just tell me what this <laughs> is. What does it say? I told net? you it was net worth. The first question is net worth. It's not for me. For Mike or Michael. I put Michael, Michael GSFE net worth. Second one is cards. Second, third one is Twitter. And then fourth one, interestingly oh, yeah, enough, is one. Health Canada. I don't know what that means. I'm excited. Jesse Gibson. That doesn't have my net worth, does it? No. How could it? That's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, how would it? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> You're going to really love this. So the first one for Jesse Gibson is sports cards, which I absolutely love that I'm more known for sports cards oh, than apparently Mike is. And then second, so what you're about good. to be most well known for. I just saw this. <laughs> second is Jesse Gibson obituary. 
Not oh, net worth. God. Just oh, it's so. What that makes you feel oh. good, Jimmy Dean. Oh, that makes you feel God. good. I gotta lose the weight. I'm, people are just expecting it. They're just expecting it. Oh, oh it's I'd like brutal. to brutal. Oh, stop it! You cannot laugh that much. But I opened oh. with you're still here, 2022. Still doing it though, guys. We're oh, still here. God. Mailback. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know what is the other tenants of this office building? Oh like? my god, they hate us so much. Oh, um, this is fun. So there's going to be more Google segments similar to that in our future. I feel that's like. a hoot. Yeah, that's right? the first YouTube right there. There you go. Oh. All right. Um, Crane Lemon wants to know: Would you crack BGS nine five NBA slabs and send to PSA for higher value? First question. Uh, you got to repeat it. Would I'm so you? sorry. Nope. It's okay. We're yep. all coming down. Oh, boy. <laughs> Would you crack BGS 9.5 NBA slabs and send to PSA for higher value? Oof. Only if they're high value cards. That's a tough cross. Yep. Okay. In general, no. Obviously, there are exceptions. Question two. Is signing slabs a thing? I have a silver job, uh, a silver job PSA 10. Wait a minute. Did you say signing? Signing slabs a thing. So he says, what? I've got a silver job PSA 10 and can get a hand signed auto from him in the near future or better. Is like it, autograph the PSA slab. Yeah. Or is it better to get a nice raw card? I think raw oh, card, get a right? Card. Why would yeah, you want a slab? Like here's a piece of plastic autographed by Jabba. Oh my Lamp? goodness. Can you imagine like five years from now, the future is get your slabs <laughs> signed and then get them authenticated a slab inside of a slab. Oh, that'd be amazing. I want to see the craziness of this hobby. That's ridiculous. Thanks, Sports Boy and Short Stacks Forever. Thanks, Sports Boy, for being alive. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm a hero every day I, I come like in that. here. Net worth, sports cards, <laughs> wife, Jesse, sports uh, cards, death. <laughs> Best friend, Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute, glasses, <laughs> comma, beats. Beats. Right, uh, Sean D. Redman wants to know. Is another Sean D? Is it the letter D or DI like our? No, our no, no, just the letter D. Okay, everybody, calm down. <laughs> I've come around with SGC and have been trade uh, targeting SGC tens for my PC. My reasoning is that they are presently a fraction of PSA tens. Mm -hmm. SGC uh, supposedly graded harder than PSA, so it makes sense if you're buying the card and not the grader. The value of SGC may eventually go up, and alas, my PC value as well as SGC's customer service is excellent. And is a well-run company which looks bright oh for future God. stability. Your thoughts? Yeah, we Dang agree. It, Sean. We're done. Yeah, we're good, Sean. Why did you make I, me read that, Sean? I agree. We talked about it for thirty minutes. We're good. No, it, it is good. a good thought, though. Yes, yes. Yep. thanks, Sean. Um, there's a reason I'm trading my Brady's over from BGS holders when we go down in April. Goodbye. Oh God, I'm still leaking from my face from the laughing, laughter, and the tears. James Zacodini leaking. Some people just say they're sweating. Just I'm not, it's not to go, sweat. I'm leaking from my face. It's from my sinuses. It's not, oh. not sweat. Oh, God. I don't want to know what it is. Then. Never mind. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Rob's, Rob from Burbank specifically, Rob's comments around pricing cards? He mentioned not using oh, sold I, comps on one eBay. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it was, that's a we stupid We still want to come back, Rob, but Mike's about to say some things. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, that's it. He was a super nice guy. That was a dumb take. Okay. A comp is a card that doesn't exist anymore. Well, if the same card sold for 100 bucks and it's in your shop for 150 I'm not going to buy it. So I didn't buy the Jason Tatums and the Jalen Browns when I was there. So I just didn't buy the Harrison Ford. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute, it's a cute line to say when nobody is asking you questions about it. But if you would actually get in a conversation, have a dialogue where I pressed you about that, you'd come off looking foolish, I believe. 
Fair don't take away from his shop. He's got a great shop. Great dude. Very nice. Very gracious. You I think that, that line well. of thinking was dumb. You handled that well. Okay. Next. Fair enough. Last question. Brad Creighton. Freddie. Is it really the last question, by yeah. the way? Oh, wow. Small mail. Baby. I haven't refreshed the page, and I'm purposely not doing it because we're at uh, an hour in almost 10. So it's fine. Freddie Freeman! Exclamation point. This is what Brad Creighton has to say. Bigger bump if he stays with the Braves or if he signs with a West Coast contender such as Padres or Dodgers. I don't know. His market is so weird. I mean, he borderline MVP number of years. They win a World Series. There's some movement there, but he's a great example of a guy who has just been overlooked based on how good he actually is. So I really, I don't think there's any huge bump no matter what happens unless he goes to like the Yankees or the Dodgers. I mean, maybe then. But as good as he's played and as relevant as that team is, he should have a higher and stronger market than he does already. Very strange. I think for the post for this video today, when I post a picture of, you know, hey, podcast is out. Your obituary. It's going to be a snapshot of your search results and my search results side by side. Hey, guys, leave a five-star review for this podcast. And in the review, I'd like you to maybe use a line or two that should be in Jesse's obit. <laughs> God, That'd be nice. You are a bad person, bro. You know our families are about to be together for the next, like, 72 hours, right? Well, we have plans tomorrow. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, I did on a sentimental note. I saw, I got yeah. an email today. Brad Wagner. I think that's his last name. I, I assume it's Brad. There's I, no way we're talking about the same person. Who are you talking about? I don't know. I just know the name. Okay. Okay. Brad was a big wig like one of the owners, presidents, I forget his exact title, at Southern Hobby Supply. Oh, Brad. That's, that's where we got our breaking start years ago. He is retiring. I got an email today. Uh, Brad was super good to us. One of the most, one of the most influential guys to get our business off the ground in 2016. When we when walked you say in, we, you're talking about you and Brew. Me and Brew, yep. yep. He was like, man, we're happy to help. Like, what can we do? I mean, a brand new account. You get like the president or owner, whatever he is of the company, like taking calls from us, which was unheard of back then. Uh, yeah. Great dude, really actually was very influential in getting us off the ground and getting us into a, be a very successful business. He is 65, I think the email said. Not quite our demographics. I don't know if Brad is listening, but hopefully somebody at Southern tells him is that Mike and Brew were very grateful to him. So Boom, roasted. You got done talking about how I was going to die, and then you said something sentimental, mm -hmm. and then I thought it was going to be about me, but it was about some stranger. And you're here too. <laughs> See? And you're here too. Oh, man. You are right. an analogy. That's what the people want. <laughs> no, we'll save that for Monday's show. Guys, thank you so much for checking So Monday's in. show, we're going to do, we got a couple notes from today we didn't get to. We'll get more into that. Um, just by way of a, a little bit of a glimpse into next week, we'll do an Atlanta card show review on Monday. That'll for sure be some of the content. Thursday, we have Chris from Card Ladder to do, uh, he'll be on for like 10, 15 minutes with Jesse, like a nice market review. Mm -hmm. Why do you look so confused? Are you everything good over there? What's going on? Yeah, for a second, my mic showed muted. It's okay. But then it unmuted. We've got multiple recordings. We'll sure. Uh, yeah, so so Atlanta Card Show Talk on Monday. Again, we'll be at the show this weekend. If you're going to be in Atlanta, come up and say hi to us. We'd love to meet fans and people and hang out. Um, I may or may not have I, the face, the headshots with us. Oh, beautiful. I've got some free stuff to give out too, like some packs. I was going to try to give to some of the kids if we meet listeners and they have kids. If you're an adult, buy your own crap. I'm not giving you anything for free. So if you have <laughs> a kid who's in the hobby. kid up if you want it. Yeah, just grab some up. random kid and tell him to come up here. Yep. That's fine too. Don't grab any random kids. It came out wrong. Golly, um, Mike. But yeah, we're excited about that. We'll have some cool footage. Chris on Thursday. I did talk to Jason Flynn. He's going to come up at the end of March for some soccer talk. And so let's yeah. not forget March 8th. March 8th, is, I still am standing by. March 8th is going to be the most important 
newsworthy and influential podcast to date, I believe. To date, yes. At least it will rival the Simmons shows. All the Bill Simmons ones have been off the charts of numbers for us. I think this one will actually rival that. Agreed. And my weekly plea, Bill, we want you back. Come on back, Bill. All right, I'll there be, you go. I won't say a word. That's- You've already said too much. <laughs> we could Google him when he's in here. It'll be fun for everybody. Mike, net worth wife. Jesse, dead. Bill, billionaire. Awesome. Um, all right, there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and the podfather, Bill Simmons. Say a little plug there. That was good. Powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you, Ronick. Thank you, Jesse. Goodbye. Thank you, Peter. Bye.